Hello, and welcome back to Change Starts Here, the Research Conversations Edition. I'm Eve Miller, and I am joined by my friends and colleagues, Jennifer Chevalier and Kim Yaris. Welcome, ladies. Thanks. Hey, Eve. <laughs> we are super excited that you are joining us today, listeners, for our conversation about the super exciting never before. Okay, it's planning ahead. We're talking about planning ahead today. <laughs> Yes. So in our last conversation, we talked about hope theory and its role in goal setting or rather goal achievement. <laughs> uh, so as we shift today to talking about planning ahead, we're excited to go into further depth about another component or a, the component of hope theory called pathways. And just to connect back, um, the what we're talking about in terms of goal achievement is the way we move from where we are to where we want to be is through pathways. In preparing for this conversation today, what struck us as something that doesn't get enough attention when talking about planning ahead is the importance of having a clearly defined of having clearly defined motivating goals um, when we create a plan. Right. Both goals and planning are interdependent. And we know that students who are the lowest levels of hope, so bringing in some of that research, are the ones who struggle the most in class trying to figure out the pathway to reaching the future they want. They may have a goal, but they struggle to know how to plan ahead in ways that get them there. Mm -hmm. Eve, you saying that makes me think of the statistic I shared on the previous episode about the percentage of people that actually achieve their New Year's goals, and it's only 8%. Hmm. And um, as all of us who have failed to achieve one of those New Year's goals know, that can be really discouraging, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but on the flip side, getting on a pathway that brings us closer to the goal has like these really invigorating psychological benefits, um, which is connected to a theory called goal, goal gradient theory, um, which says that the closer that you get to a goal, the more motivated you are to achieve it. Yeah, there's totally like momentum to that, right? And to that, I will add that as people get closer to attaining their goals, hope also grows, right? Right. And I mean, that's part of that cycle, right? Within, uh, with that's why the hope theory is built on the cycle of these different component parts. Um, it is as we build, as we have little successes, reach some sub goals, it tells us that we are capable Right. Like it builds our agency, which builds our ability to reach the goal, even when there are barriers. And so what we are doing um, when we think about barriers um, and all these different things, or as we were talking about, what does pathways have to do with planning and what's what is the the bigger picture, the different take on planning that we can provide to educators as we take on this topic, um, there are three different ideas, three things that often get in the way. And so we want to talk about some of these common barriers that you might not even be aware of because 
they just kind of feel like the way things are. But because only about 8% of us are achieving these New Year's goals and things like that, there's a lot of room for us to learn. And by making these connections between goals and planning ahead, we think that there's this uh, a great ability to do so. So I'm going to start with the first of the three. And I'm going to start with a sneaky one. Okay. I am... I'm calling it confusing optimism for hope. Okay. Uh, curiosity peaked. <laughs> oh, and I am like thrilled to talk about this one. <laughs> okay. So optimism and hope are often considered synonyms. In fact, in the last episode, I think Kim, it was you and I who like, that's one of the first words that came to our minds when right. we, yeah. when we were talking about it. And they are often considered synonyms. And on the surface, they can feel the same as both are future thinking. But hope is frankly better. <laughs> so, and here's why. Optimism is the belief that things will turn out all right. Hope makes no such assumption. You do not need to be an optimist to be hopeful. Okay, breaking my brain here. <laughs> hey. I, feel like, I feel like we need to take a moment to process and see how I feel about this. I agree. So Eve, I'm trying to think where you're going with this and how it connects to planning ahead. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm over here talking about pessimism, optimism. <laughs> okay, okay. This is okay. I'm just, okay. Okay. So, and here, I'm going to give an example. An optimistic person, they might say something like, oh, there are all these tough things going on in education or something, right? Like, um, or there are all these tough things going on in our country right now or in our world right now. But I know, you know what? I know it's all going to work out for those, you know, more my like watching Pollyanna and things like that, right? Like wishing upon a star. It's like that kind of idea. Like we can have these ideas about a future that looks, sounds really nice. Um, but a hopeful person, they, they can have those thoughts, but they also can be a pessimist. So we can take that same situation of like education, say, and they can point out everything going wrong, right? They can say, oh, this is going wrong. And the teachers don't have this and the administrators don't have that. And we're not getting this. Um, and, they can, they can talk about this and know there is a pathway to making it better. They can see within all these things that they can point out that's wrong, a way to make it better and believe that they can take that pathway and actually help make education better or whatever they see as this issue, this goal that they have. And so I guess to take it to like what hope really is related to this planning. Like it's to paraphrase a quote that I love by Brene Brown. Hope is born out of struggle and it's in the presence of adversity, not the absence that we find and build our greatest capacity for hope and optimism. It just doesn't hold any candle to hope when we think of the differences it's all about that pathway of reaching a goal we want. Mm, so... I love that quote. <laughs> love uh, me too. Me too. So this is making me think about a related idea that I've come upon as I've studied hope theory. 
um, which is that the opposite of hope is not hopelessness, but rather apathy. When we're apathetic, we don't care, right? We give up. However, when we're resilient or hopeful, we'll go to the end of the earth to make things happen. I agree. I would shift it or maybe add to it just a little bit. Like if apathy is the opposite of hope, it is not a lack of caring. It's a sense that you have no control, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. that agency piece is missing and you don't know and or you don't really know how to get to that place you want to be. So you, you can have apathy about and go to this one because I think a lot of people can relate to it. You can have this kind of apathy about, uh, my weight is what it is, you know, because maybe you've, you've said you're going to lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds so many times, but you've, you didn't set that pathway. You didn't find a clear pathway that could overcome adversity and really help you to get there. Or, and you just started to believe that you actually don't have what it takes. All of that is an apathy born out of like you've had these experiences that diminished your hope. Hmm. So um, we feel apathetic towards a goal, um, but can't seem to find the motivation for it. Um, If we just set our eyes on that path, we would be able to get to where we wanted to go. I think that's totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So this seems like a great place to segue to the second strategy to following our pathways, and that is adaptability. I think a lot of times we think of the pathway to attaining goals as linear, like walking on a balance beam from one destination to another, but it's really more like a jungle gym. I mean, just think about when you're (laughs) trying to achieve a goal, right? And when there's a setback, you're like, might drop down a rung on the jungle gym. And then when you hit an obstacle, you may have to alter the pathway and like swing to one side or to the other. And then you can move forward and keep climbing up again. It's not linear like we kind of imagine it to be in our minds. Oh my gosh. I love that analogy, right? So if I start thinking about my own accomplishments, my pathway has certainly been more like climbing on a jungle gym than walking on a balance beam. Same. And if I had thought that my life was just a ladder, I wouldn't have found what I found, which is a purpose-driven life, right? Like if I thought I only had this one pathway. So I guess knowing this, I'd love to hear this from y'all. Like, is there anything we can do with students, like as you think about your experiences working with students, to adopt this metaphor of jungle gym versus ladder to their experiences, like, you know, build their hope, build their resilience. I think so. I think we can expand their thinking around how they might imagine the future. So Mm. if you all think about something that you want to achieve in the next five years, like try to be as specific as possible. Maybe your goal is to run a race in Disney, Eve, or own a new (laughs) home, or improve your relationship, or go on a bucket list vacation, go back to school, or whatever is personally meaningful to you. Next, be as specific as possible about what it will take to get there. What would it look like to be halfway to your goal? How would you be feeling about that progress? What barriers might you be facing along the way? I can really see how imagining barriers would lead to strengthening students' cognitive flexibility and their problem-solving abilities and could really help them as they 
encounter difficulties, which are inevitable as they're working to get wherever they're going. For sure. Teaching students how to develop multiple pathways toward a goal helps increase their likelihood of reaching that goal. So when they hit a barrier, they have ideas already about how to shift to another pathway and keep moving forward. And that is a great segue to the third barrier, which we promised to do, which is managing the feelings that sometimes come up as we travel our pathways to our goals. Uh, so like me, uh, groaning over making the choice to run a marathon in January. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm listening. So students <laughs> admire professional athletes, for example, they don't think about their struggles or their hardships, um, that might've happened along the pathway, right? They see someone like Michael Jordan and they think of him as a superstar basketball player with a business empire. And they think, I want to be just like him. And they have this, you know, they imagine this straight shot to superstardom. Um, but what they don't know, um, it's like a straight path. They imagine the balance beam. Um, but what they don't know is that Michael Jordan played on a jungle gym, right? Um, they don't realize, like, did you know that he got cut from his high school basketball team? And that for a long time, he was too short to play basketball. Yeah, I mean, I think about that and like, he's got to be the goat, right? Cut from his high school basketball team. Can you imagine how those high school <laughs> coaches feel now? Oh my gosh. Right. So for so many students, feedback like that from an adult or a respected coach um, would be the end of their dream, right? They would just internalize, I'm not good enough. I can't do this and just quit. Right. But obviously he didn't. And I don't know. I don't know that there, there were probably opportunities where that happened to me. And I just thought, okay, um, <laughs> I'm frustrated and I will accept that they know better than I do, but he didn't. He recognized that it was a not yet. And I think this tying back to the students, that's why students need to know and understand that process, right? Uh, the planning, like having multiple ways to achieve a plan, that, that part is such an essential part of this pathway thinking. I love that idea. And when I was uh, an English language arts classroom teacher, I used to teach this lesson called Heart, Head, Hands, and Feet. I had a collection of um, picture book biographies, and these were, you know, I always looked for books that began when the, whoever the famous person was began as child, as a child, and it would take them through intentionally the trials and tribulations that they experienced and on their path to whatever greatness it was that made them fam famous. And so we'd read those books together or they would read them independently sometimes. And, you know, as we were doing that, um, I, I'd ask students to focus in on the person's hardships and what they did to overcome the barriers whenever they encountered them. And what I loved about this is it was like they were studying a role model um, or they were studying a famous person to give them a role model for, um, how to develop those future thinking skills, uh, which kind of drove or can drive that ability to plan and manage their emotions that come up 
you know, along the pathway. I mean, pathways are when when pathways are jungle gyms, um, there are bound to be some highs and lows, right? Right, right. And it's not that we don't plan for goals, but we plan for uh, using your word, Jennifer, needing to be adaptable. Um, recognizing barriers are going to come up and that's just part of this. And the exercise you're speaking to, it's so aligned with hope theory because it does, I can see how it teaches a student a mental script for the chain of activities that can occur as they go after a goal and that if failure happens and failure being many different things, right? Like just needing to shift and such. Uh, that often does. And it's not a lack of talent and it's not a lack of desire to reach that goal, but sometimes it's the wrong planning. It's the wrong pathway. So by adjusting our strategy, our plan, we can get to where we want to be. That's what I feel like it teaches them in that, that simple, but really profound um, storybook, head, heart, hands, and feet. <laughs> That's so great. I mean, the potential of building feelings of hope is pretty incredible. Um, for our audience, we'll be sure to include information about these three barriers and suggestions for overcoming them in our show notes to help you better understand the connection between hope, planning ahead, and goal achievement. Yes. And so with that, we need to wrap things up because sadly we're out of time. Um, thank you to all of our listeners who joined us for today's episode of Research Conversations. Uh, we hope that you'll come back and again and join us for our next episode, which will be about time management, which is another important executive function that impacts student achievement. Uh, if you want to be the first to find out about this upcoming episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you.